This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is kind of unique. It is a recording of a recording. I was invited to be a featured guest on Les Talk Radio, hosted by the one and only Shelly Shell, a couple weeks back at the beginning of the Rona season, also known as COVID-19, also known as the contagion and the coronavirus. And we had a great conversation just about ways that we can take care of ourselves during this time. We talked about a couple of our theories about what's really going on behind closed doors and most of all we actually just had a lot of fun so I thought it would be kind of cool to bring you guys in to be able to listen to a little bit of that conversation and if you want to hear the full interview you can go to Les Talk Radio on YouTube and you can actually check out my interview along with a lot of other amazing interviews that Shelly Shell has hosted with a couple of dope human beings that are in our community so I encourage you to get comfortable take a couple of long deep cleansing breaths and get ready for another conversation Keyshawn all right <laughs> it's so official in here on the breakfast club Charlemagne's on the corner <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's up, y'all? Yeah, bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, y'all, what's up? It's your girl, Shelly Shell, man. How y'all feeling? How, how you, how's your quarantine going, man? What's going on, man? You already know this is my favorite day. I think today is, is more favorite because uh, we're met, um, amongst such panic right now. And I think we really need to, you know, just uh, breathe, literally. You know, um, every week we have a different guest host and I thought this would be cool and a good time for us to have somebody who can help us center ourselves and um, understand the connection between mind, body and spirit and kind of like while we're in the house, understand, you know, how to um, just, you know, relax and breathe. Um, so please welcome to the stage the, the most uh, spirited, the most kind just, just great energy. Keyshawn reigns to the building. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. Thank you again for coming. You're so welcome. And I'm so grateful to be here. I've been listening and watching from a distance. And I know I was trying to connect with you as soon as I got back in town. So it's just divine timing that today ended up being available. And I'm ready to dive into some dope conversation. Me just to, too, man. You know, give people some... Some healing, some 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 sense of peace, you know, Facts. wherever they are. So yeah, I'm happy and to be look, here. 
this is a good time for y'all to call in. This is, you know, not a lot of podcasts give you the ability to call in. Call in. Bam. Thanks, POTUS. You know what POTUS do? Oh. The right thing at the right time. 323 <laughs> 293 Call in and share your experience right now um, with uh, what's going on. Um, how was your week? Shit. It was a very interesting week, you right. know. It uh, started off one way mm-hmm. and took six or seven different turns and Facts. ended up where we are today. Yeah. Literally down to the hour, things still changing. Yeah. But um, overall, it was a it's an eventful week, but I was actually really excited because it gave me an opportunity to kind of dig into my practice in a different way yeah. and find new ways to connect with people. But um, yeah. definitely a bit of a shock, you know, the Rona sinking in. The Rona. Yeah, the Rona. <laughs> I love the virtual um, the virtual meetups that I'm seeing a lot of. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to tap into any of them, but I like that. I love how people are going live and it's still... Um, this is this is what uh, the beauty of social media right. is. If we were ever, you know, quarantined for some reason, um, <laughs> we could still connect with each other. So I appreciate... Uh, having those outlets and those platforms Absolutely. for us to still, you know, know the other people out there. Exactly. Especially because a lot of times social media gets a really bad rap mm-hmm. for just kind of being a place, you know, for gossip and negativity yeah. and et cetera. But as we've learned in the last, you know, six or seven days, Instagram, you know, Facebook, things like that is the only way that a lot of people are able to connect, yeah. not only with friends and family, but also to be able to conduct their business. Yeah, so right. for people like me, who I don't have the ability right now to legally go into a public space in a mm-hmm. studio and teach a class or, you know, facilitate a meditation. So all I have is virtual platforms right, right now. Right. So I'm grateful for its existence and I hope that people learn how to use it in a more positive way after the Rona. Blows you over. Bro- <laughs> I love it. That's why I love black people. We will give anything a nickname. You know what I'm saying? We got this deadly virus, it's a pandemic, and we didn't nickname it the Rona. Like <laughs> We don't even respect you like that. <laughs> it's, it's, you the know, respect. it's the wrong. It's the wrong. <laughs> I love it. But um, no, you brought up an interesting point about um, you know, our black creatives, our people who have um, black-owned businesses who mm-hmm. are who are really uh, feeling the brunt of this. Uh, speaking of that, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dorky Nerd. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Dorky Nerd uh, for the crew neck is dope. Visit their website dorkynerd.com, uh, especially now. Help out, find a, a brand that you appreciate because it's money coming. Apparently, this is my favorite part of the news uh, lately is when they start talking about money. When mm-hmm. it was like $1,000 per person and, Great. you know, all of this. Yeah, run me my money. Run me, I'll take that. Yeah. You could just cash app it to me today, actually. That'd be fine. <laughs> you could just cash app it. Like, <laughs> also, um, unemployment benefits, call mm. and find out if you qualify for unemployment benefits. What I found out today was that Uber and Lyft drivers are not qualifying. No, mm. that's because they're independent contractors. How? Like, that is shady. Yeah, I see. They're, dri- that, yeah, they're, they're getting not. the cars from Uber. How am I independent? I couldn't even drive if it wasn't for you. This is true. This is this is true. That's bogus. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's A lot bogus. of folks who are in that, like, you know, gig economy are really struggling right now because not only are they not eligible for unemployment, but... Because people are going outside less, they're getting less rides, they're getting less passengers, they're getting less money, less tips, less income. So it's just a domino effect. So it's it's affecting a lot of people. I know it's affecting big businesses right now, but I think that the small business owners and creatives are feeling it a little bit more yeah. because the way that we earn has a lot to do with FaceTime, yeah. being in front of people and being able to connect mm-hmm. in that way. So Now, 
Oh, we got a phone call. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Ring, Where's ring. Where's Oh, see, POTUS don't. This is since oh. the I saw the headphones over there. Last Talk Radio, <laughs> POTUS does not have faith in my phone calls. I need y'all to start blowing up the phone. Blow up the phone. She call us. She don't even put the headphones out for both people because she do not believe that we're going to get phone calls. We know that you're at home. You this know is, you can't go nowhere. You might as well call still, and talk to us. This three years later, and POTUS still <laughs> barely put the headphones out. That's cool, POTUS. I see you. Caller, welcome to Let's Talk Radio. How you feeling? <sighs> right? Yeah. You see how that feels when you just take a breath? <sighs> just breathe, everybody, for real. Just, just take an inhale with us right now. Um, while we're here with Keyshawn, um, our nomadic yoga instructor, our life coach. Uh, it's so fitting that you come here to calm us down, mm-hmm. um, to just bring some sort of... <sighs> yeah. You know? Yeah. To the situation. Some peace. Some peace. Some we peace. need it. We do. Um, we're not even going to take a break because I don't... Rona, I don't even know how much time we have left. We may not know what lies outside <laughs> on the sunrise. Oh, that gave me a headache. I don't know <laughs> how much time we have left, so we're not going to waste any time. We're going to be present. All right. And let's get to know you. Um, Keyshawn Rings, thank you so much for coming again. Um, sharing your time and um, your 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 space. Yeah, you know, my pleasure. Um, yeah. Happy to be here. Um, where are you from? I'm from Southern California by way of Los Angeles, Inglewood, Apple Valley, San Diego. Okay. <laughs> I um I actually grew up not far from here. My grandmother lives off of Vernon and Second Avenue. And okay. Uncles around the corner. So Lamert Park was a home for me. I went to Transfig okay. as a kid for elementary school, but I also lived in Inglewood. <laughs> And then during the late 80s, when there was like a mass migration out of L.A., mm-hmm. my parents decided to jump on that bandwagon and moved out to the middle of nowhere Apple Valley. in Apple Valley. So Apple Valley is like nothing out there. It's mm-hmm. it's nothing. It's where the hills have eyes. It's where yeah, they yeah. That's where those people live. So I went to high school out there and then um, decided to go to college in North Carolina. I went to an HBCU. And then where? I went to Johnson C. Smith University okay. in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a little okay. small school. Okay. But, um, and then migrated my way back across country and made my way back home. Right. So, yeah. And you... Um, that's a beautiful story, though. So you've seen a lot. You've you've been through many different environments. Absolutely. Um, and you said you said the late eighties. Yeah, I'm older than I look. You look amazing. Thank we don't talk about the age, but you look amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank okay. you. I drink a lot of water. Okay. <laughs> alkaline. Al- alkaline water. That's what's in that big old canteen Thank right you. there. Um, also, if you're fighting Corona, like I said again last week, um, disease period. That means all viruses cannot. Um, exists in an alkaline state. That's right. So um, the more acidic your body is, the more susceptible you are to uh, it, Corona. Yeah. <laughs> like, to the Rona. There you go. There you go. To the Rona. Drink yeah, alkaline the water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, you came back mm-hmm. um, after you graduated. You were married. I was. So yeah, what I did is I made a pit stop after college. <laughs> uh, and I pit stopped in the marriage uh, center mm-hmm. and also pit stopped and became a parent at right. the time. And then after just a very tumultuous young marriage, decided that that was not the best space for me to be in anymore and decided to co-parent instead right. and made my way back to California and came out to my family and was like, hey, y'all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was <laughs> that the reason for... The divorce. It was. Yeah, that was the reason. Because that you... was the reason. And he was he was a great dude. You know, um, we tried the whole open relationship thing mm-hmm. and 
you know, really because we were committed to both being parents, right. you know, and that was the most important thing. So we, he made his best efforts, but I felt like it's not even fair for right. me to continue this. And I think that what happens sometimes when you come out later in life is that you have so many people who perceive you to be one way because that's the mask that you've been wearing for so mm-hmm. long. You know, that's the image that you've been portraying for so long. So when you finally come out internally, you feel so much freedom. Right. But externally, there's so much judgment. Right. You know, there's so much, you know, disappointment. There's so much, well, wait, who are you and right. who is this person? And so it took a long time. There was about five or six years that I was completely estranged from my family, wow. parents, siblings everyone and that's where I found my queer family right I found my queer aunties and my queer grandmothers and my queer brothers and sisters and found a new home and so as time has progressed I have great relationships with my parents now my siblings but it it, it took a while it wasn't easy but it was necessary I love that about the queer community um how welcoming you know it can be to people who are just um just you know, isolated mm-hmm. or maybe even abandoned or even having to be estranged from their families. Right. Um, the queer community really picks up the slack. Absolutely. And you become, you know, kind of like in slavery time, whoever caught on the plantation was, this is your new mom now, this is your new family. We just, you know, adapt mm-hmm. to, um, you know, our families. Yes. And we create that, uh, that community. That's, Absolutely. I think that's really beautiful about the queer community. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful and it's so, it's so necessary. Yeah. And I think because those, like, my queer elders... You know, they went through that when they came out. You know, it was a completely different time. I came out, you know, in the early 2000s. And at the time, gay wasn't as trendy as it is now. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There was no fluid thing now. You know, there wasn't all these rainbows and stuff everywhere then. Whereas for them, it was even less. There was less visibility. There was less representation. Mm -hmm. So having them just show up and embrace me and kind of show me the ropes in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. like how that it how it was okay for me to present however I wanted to present. Right. You know, I went through like my tomboy phase where yeah. I had short hair and I wore a little bag jeans and I was like, is this how is this the gay uniform? This was like <laughs> right. you know what I mean? And right. then, I went through that too. <laughs> you know I was like a hardcore store I was studying. Yeah. Point. It's yeah. like I went through that phase and I was like, nope, this isn't it. And yeah. then I tried a different look and super high femme makeup heels and I was like, nope, this doesn't mm-hmm. fit either. And it was one of my my queer elders who sat me down and was like, just you Keyshawn. Right. Whatever that looks like. Right. It's always been in you. Now you don't have to wear the mask. Just take the mask off. Right. And it was like Oh, sure. okay, cool. So that's cool. How how did your son um, take the news? He was young. He was about four years old. Mm-hmm. And so the majority of his childhood, he's only known me to be queer. Oh, cool. And so what was beautiful was when I remember he was probably like six or seven years old. He had a friend come over and we hung out. And um, the friend asked, well, where's, you know, where's your mom's boyfriend? And he's like, she does not have a boyfriend. <laughs> she has a girlfriend. And that's okay. And I was right. like, yes, thank you. So there was never, I never felt any resistance or anything from him. He's he's super dope even today, to this day. You yeah. know, shout out to Seth. Um, hey, yeah, Seth. Super, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're staying safe out there. Yes. Yeah, he's coming home tomorrow. But okay. yeah. Oh, what happened Did you do it? Was the live? I don't know what happened. It was on there and then it was like, uh-uh. Oh, that's shady. <laughs> See, Instagram. Instagram, I think, have you noticed, like, the internet? You remember you were talking earlier about the 5G? Oh, we're still live here, though. But, yeah. Um, but Notice that, like, the Wi-Fi's been kind of impacted and certain uh, things are Remember crashing. I told yeah. you, I told you, um, you did. yesterday I you had did. seen a lot of electricians and a lot of people, right. um, like, taking pictures of electrical boxes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what's going on? And it wasn't like DWP. It was people with um, different 
just mm. I think I saw somebody like Ayers Company or something like that. Mm. I think it, yeah, it was weird. Mm. It had a real weird vibe to it. Like the agents from the Matrix. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming back. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Um, so you're out here, you're doing your thing. How did you find yoga? Yoga found me. Okay. Yoga found me. Um, I used to work for a little company called Apple. Uh, and I was doing a lot of a lot of ridiculously hard and complex work for a long time and just reached a point where I was completely burnt out. And one of my sister friends, our sons, grew up together. She said, come with me to this yoga class. So I went to this little donation-based studio, rolled out a mat that, you know, I borrowed from the space and fell in love the first time. It was a very cathartic, emotional, intense experience for me to be able to go through that practice. Wow. And I was pretty much hooked at that point. So yeah. I did a 12-week yoga teacher training, got certified as an instructor, started leading free pop-up classes in parks and gyms and anywhere I could find people, yeah. and then started getting personal clients and started traveling, oh, cool. and that's how I started. So what is yoga? What is? Let me ask you, what do you think yoga is? Mm. Okay, let me tell you what I thought yoga was. Okay. I thought yoga was a whole bunch of stretching. I thought it was going to be in there like, namaste, namaste. <laughs> <laughs> A downward dog, an upward cat. I thought it was gonna be like that, right? And I when I went in, I went to my first yoga session, and they were like doing some really uh, uh, arduous uh, moves mm. with their bodies, mm -hmm. and they were like putting their elbows and then standing straight up from their elbows. And I was like, I I didn't I didn't think that was I didn't see that in the pamphlet. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> It takes an incredible strength to do some advanced poses in yoga. It does. It does. And, you know, that's the reason I ask what you think is because that's common. Most people think that yoga is complex poses, postures, balancing, twisting your body into different angles on a mat. And that is a part of it. Okay. But yoga goes well beyond the mat. So yoga in what does itself, it mean first? the definition of yoga, which is a Sanskrit word, which means union. A Sanskrit? Sanskrit. So Sanskrit is an ancient language that is no longer spoken Ooh. in a social setting, but it's an ancient language, much like Latin, okay, you know, yeah, but it's, yeah. but the language of yoga is Sanskrit. So all the poses, postures, the eight limbs are all in Sanskrit. So yoga means union mm. and union is the bringing together. So when you're practicing yoga, you're practicing a reunion between the mind, the body, and the heart or spirit. Mm, that's deep. Yeah. Yoga deep. Yoga deep. So, okay, you're unionizing it, right? Um, <clears throat> I feel like my body type wasn't yoga ready, mm. but they say all body types are accepted. Explain. Yeah. Yoga is for everybody and every body. Right. as well so unfortunately uh our media and the western culture has given us the impression that yoga is for skinny white girls named karen it's not <laughs> it's not it's not it's not it's not and they have appropriated yoga in a lot of ways because yoga actually has roots in africa and kemet mm. so these practices go deep into our ancestry as people of color mm. so it is for everybody. Mm -hmm. And what you'll learn is that when you walk into a yoga studio, if you walk into a studio like an Ashtanga studio, which is very intense athletic yoga, then you'll see a lot of those, you know, forearm balancing and scorpion poses and people balancing on, you know, their eyelash or something. And it's like, yeah, it's that's, that's one style. Typically, people who go to that particular style of yoga are super hyperactive mm. or super athletic, and they need something like that. 
But then you have other people who are looking for something that's more calming. It's mm-hmm. going to bring you more inward, more into your body. Mm-hmm. So something that I'm really passionate about as a teacher is making sure that I can create modifications and accommodations for people of various body types to be mm-hmm. able to practice the physical element mm-hmm. of yoga, which is just like that much. Just And that's the smallest amount. So, okay, we're, we're combining mind, body, and spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. How do you teach somebody to... Because I always say that there's never one thing that um, contributes to any aspect of life. So there's these layers that mm-hmm. we talked about. Mm-hmm. How do you teach people to peel back those layers and what, and, and what insight can you offer about layers? The way that I teach people to go inward or peel back their layers <clears throat> starts with meditation. Meditation is a huge part of yoga. It's another one of those limbs that we talked about. Yoga has eight limbs like the branches of a tree. And one of the limbs is asana, which is the actual physical practice of yoga. And then another limb is samadhi, which is the meditation stillness element of yoga. And so when a person is wanting to do some some inner work and dig deep and start to peel back the layers of who they are, getting quiet, getting silent, getting still is the first step. Because when you get quiet and you get silent and you get still, you start to recognize all different kinds of thoughts and beliefs Mm. and feelings and sensations that come up in your body. And once you start to explore that, you start to see that your layers are dense. Some of them are delicate. Like we talked about earlier, layers of a human, the layers of a human being are like rice paper. They have to be peeled back with intention, with, with gentle hands and not just dig in everybody that can't take the tough love approach that doesn't work for everybody so i'm a person who has to i like assess a person that i'm going to work with to figure out which approach is going to work for them because they're not a one size fits all either um so how do you tap into the source of um no no balancing Mm -hmm. so so far we're balancing the physical aspect and the emotional aspect Um, How are you coaching them to um, create balance in their life? Helping them to identify what what they think their source of stress is or what they think, well, the reason I can't do yoga or the reason I can't get still is because of that person over there Mm -hmm. as opposed to it's because of this person right here. So I serve as a mirror for my clients. I'm not necessarily giving them a step one, step two, step three. These are the things you need to do. I do give assignments and things like that, but it's more about reflection. I give my clients a lot of questions to take home. Go home and ask yourself this. And the next time we come together, I want you to have an answer for me. Have two, three answers for me. And so as they do writing exercises, which I call intuitive journaling, is to give them a question and they can free write as much as they want. And by the end of that, they're typically going to find their own answer. Mm -hmm. So as a guide, as a coach, I'm just there to hold the space right. while they actually do the work. And it's really it's really hard to balance and, I mean, make those key adjustments because that's how you balance, so you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about uh, progression with the particulars and peeling back those layers and, and moving forward with those little particular details of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, what part do you think yoga plays in that aspect? One thing about particulars is that they change and they're meant to change. You know, if you think about the things that you absolutely had to have and were totally into 10 years ago, may not necessarily serve who you are today. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I mean, not the things that are trash. You know what I mean? Let those things go. So when you start to identify your particulars, my job is to help you learn how to let them go. 
mm-hmm. how to release them. Because what happens is that we develop a sense of attachment yeah. to our habits, our routines, the rules we have for our lives. When a lot of times those habits, routines, and rules expire like old bread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the same way you're not going to pick up a piece of moldy bread and make a sandwich with it. Mm. There's certain habits that you've been practicing for a very long time that if you continue practicing them are going to continue to give you the same undesirable result right so in order to create a sense of balance between work and home or work and family or relationship and self identifying which particulars or which habits that you have been holding on to is all about looking at yourself and saying why do I still do this right because a lot of times we pick up habits and belief systems that we inherited from other people that don't Mm -hmm. even belong to us right And so part of what I do with yoga and meditation is helping people to identify certain things about their lives that they could probably abstain from, avoid, or stop, and other things that they can start to adopt and allow to happen in their lives, and they're going to experience the change that way. No facts. And I know one of the things that can help with that progression is the narrative that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I always say, like, how you perceive it to be is how you believe it to be. Whatever you think whatever you tell yourself is what it is. I remember I was dating this chick and we took her kid to the um to like his first day of school. Mm-hmm. And um the teacher said the first thing the teacher said is she read a quote and the quote said um whether you think you can or you can't you're, you're right. right. Mm-hmm. You know right? Mm-hmm. And then she was asking kids what they thought that meant. And um that's true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. It's whatever you think you can do, you're going to do it. Absolutely. Whatever you think you can't, you're not That's just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. You're the one making all the all the decisions. But now we we talked about the layers. Now these narratives that we have have so many layers. You talked about, um, you named several narratives. Um, Talk about how to peel back those. How to deprogram yourself from the narratives you've Mm -hmm. been told. um, Yeah. Well, for starters, you have to admit to yourself that you have a story. That there's a story that you've been telling yourself. Because a lot of times we don't even recognize that we're in a story. That we're in a story. Like the Truman Show. Have you ever seen that yeah, movie yeah, with Jim yeah, Carrey? Yeah. He was in a whole story. The whole traffic. The whole, <laughs> the traffic even, was fake. Everything. Didn't even know. But he had no idea. But yeah. at the end of that movie when he realizes I'm in a story. Yeah. I didn't even write this story. I'm not in control of this story. He was like as soon as he realized that he could change the story. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah. And he got out. And he found a a way to start to exit that story and to move into a state of freedom. So we, in particular, us in particular, we have our black story. We have Mm -hmm. our female story. We have our queer story. Mm -hmm. We have our American story. We have our money Mm -hmm. stories. We have our relationship stories. We have our physical health stories. We got all kinds of stories. And what's important, what I like to let people know is that you are the author of your story. You hold the pen. And you can pick it up and you can rewrite your story as often or as little as you like. You're not glued or cemented into your story. And so the narratives that we tell ourselves, a lot of times we're like, I mean, but you know, I've always been this way. It's just the way I am. I can't stand that narrative. I've always been this way. It's just the way I am. And whenever people say that, it's like, my question is like, How's that working out for you right. being that way? Yeah. Are you are you living a life that you wake up each morning like, I am so happy to be alive? Right. Or do you wake up each day like, shit, mm-hmm. I had a fucked up. I do another day. Yeah. So that's part of what my intention was, well, my big intention was writing the book. You right. know, the book is Because I Said So, Simple Ways to Rewrite Your Story. Mm. And I had to rewrite it. Hey, listen, my... don't go over that. Oh, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. it. Plug, 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 plug it in. Plug it in. <laughs> 
You got a book called yes. what? So the book is called Because I Said So. Mm, it's powerful. That's because real. I Said So. Yes. Because a lot of times people are That's waiting powerful. for someone to give them permission yeah. to rewrite their own story. Mm-hmm. And I don't need permission. I'm rewriting my story. Why? Because I said so. Mm-hmm. Why did I end the marriage? Because I said so. Mm-hmm. Why did I walk away from that job? Myself. Because I said so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Why did I leave that? Why did I, you know, pick up this other... Why did I start practicing yoga even though i had you know a history rooted in christianity because i said so because mm-hmm. this works for me and a lot of times people are waiting for someone to say you it's know, okay girl, it's cool you could go ahead mm-hmm. and get that relationship is cool mm-hmm. you are the only one who needs to do that yeah you know and for people to know that no matter what you've done in your past it does not have to determine who you are today that's mm-hmm. i have a question for you mm-hmm. based on that how much do you think um the the fantasy of success um, plays to um, like dis-ease. Oh, hugely. Mm. Hugely. A lot of people perceive success to be one particular narrative. Mm-hmm. Back to that narrative. People think, oh, in order to be conceived as successful or perceived as successful, I have to have this much money. I have to have this kind of status. I have to have this kind of home, this kind of car, this kind of... Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's material. Mm-hmm. But what all they don't... It. All of it that I just said is material. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize is that some of the most successful people are not boastful. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, flamboyant. Flashy. They're mm-hmm. not flashy. Exactly. They're just living their everyday life. They're quiet. They're quiet The about most it. richest people in the world quietly step down from their office and <laughs> quietly sell their stocks and quietly will buy these stocks back at a penny on the dollar and quietly make more money right. behind your back. That's the richest people in the world. <laughs> Exactly. G's move in silence like lasagna. Yeah. I mean, Lil Wayne said it. And so I didn't even get that until like much later. Like, oh, the G is silent in lasagna. Oh, my God. Bars. Bars. It took me years to get that. I was like, bars. Oh, my God. Lil Wayne is a genius. Yeah, right. Um, Yes, but mm-hmm. I digress. Yo, um, no, it's fine. So here we are. You have your book, Because I Said So, and it's so powerful. Um, when did you get that power? When did you say mm-hmm. so? I have said so a couple times mm. at different stages in my life. Okay. And one of the first times that I said so was when I did walk away from a marriage. You know, another time that I said so was when I actually came out to my family. Mm. You know, other times when I said so was when I walked away from that cushy job. Mm-hmm. Trust and believe, walking away from a company like Apple, which, you know, it was one of those global yeah. conglomerates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a whole lot of, what are you doing? What do you mean you're going to go teach yoga for a living? <laughs> uh, that's not even, that's not lucrative. How are you going to live? Da, da, da. What I realize is I say so a lot. And I know that that power is also ancestral. Mm. You know, my grandfather said, so my grandfather has a monument over off of 48th and 8th Avenue. He was a pioneer in this particular community. He Mm. was on the grand jury. He served my uncles involved with the city. So So it's in my blood. It's in my blood (laughs) to say so. so. It's not in my blood to sit back. The monument is the the monument. The monument is on 48th and 8th. 48th and 8th. Is that, yeah, 48 goes that way. Mm-hmm. And 8th Avenue. Mm-hmm. It's around the corner. There's a little park and there's a little monument. Johnny E. Rains. Johnny Rains. I'm going to go take a picture there. That's what's up. I love, I love when I find out that little bit of history. It's so much history. So much of our mm-hmm. history that is untold. And mm-hmm. is there. I was somewhere and it was like three big black heads. 
God, yeah, and mm-hmm. I meant to like it was oh, okay. I know where it's at. It was by the uh, where was I at? Kenesha, the city hall. Remember, was that Pas- uh, Pasadena? Pasadena mm-hmm. City Hall. Okay. Mm-hmm. In front of Pasadena City Hall, there's three black heads that are like statues to these. Yeah, wow. uh, yeah. I didn't get to get the history because I was at work for twelve hours. But okay. I love things like that. Like yeah. your grandfather has a monument on Forty yeah. Eighth and Eighth. Go yeah. visit that. Yeah. You know we're, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're and here. that helps change your narrative as well. Absolutely. Knowing your history. Absolutely. And I was blessed to to have that experience. You know, I grew up in a household where on Sundays we were at my grandparents' house and we sat around the table and Sunday, we had conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I learned about my history and my lineage and I know who my great grandmother's names and auntie's names were and you know I know a lot about their story and it actually does serve as motivation. And it also serves as it serves as a sense of duty as well. Like, I can't mess up this lineage of right, leaders, right. you know what I mean? I'm not gonna be the one to mess up the flow. So, right. you know, it, it stays with me. And I do call on my ancestors a lot. Mm. A lot when it comes to even asking their permission. Like, is it cool if I go left? And how do you like, so how do you call I I'm hearing a lot of <clears throat> ancestral talk lately. Mm-hmm. How do you connect how do you I literally speak their names? You know, in moments where I feel afraid or I feel uncertain or I feel unsure or before I step into a class, you know, before I step into a class or step into a session, I always take a moment and ask them to stand with me, to speak through me, because I know a lot of what comes to me comes through me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I recognize that in a lot of ways I'm just a vessel, you know, and a lot of the lessons that they learned that they didn't necessarily get to tell me while they were here, they can still speak through me now. Okay. Well, deep. Um, you have a podcast as well. I do have a podcast. And what? Tell me a little bit about um, what what your intentions were when you started the podcast. My intentions when I started the podcast, which I started in 2017 mm-hmm. as well, uh, it's called Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, who is me. And the reason why I chose that is because I, like many, am a work in progress. And the podcast is also a work in progress, but it's working. And so my intention with it was just to be able to start to share some of the, what I call, past the collection plate, you know, type conversations. Because I'm a person, I love people, I love to talk, I don't like small talk. I like big talk. I like deep talk. I like to talk about real stuff. And I realized that a lot of the conversations I would just have with friends over the phone, I would say, damn, we should record that. Right, right. Somebody probably needs to hear that. And so I started recording it at um, a pretty low point, you know, in life, like going through a big transition in the front seat of my car. I pulled out my phone. I found this app that would let me record from anywhere. And I started self-publishing, and now we're going into the third season. All right. How can somebody become a guest on uh, Working Title? Just send me a DM. (laughs) You can find me on Instagram at workingtitle underscore underscore Keyshawn. Um, You can also find me just on Instagram at Keyshawn Reigns. But um, everyone that's been on there so far has either been somebody that I know personally Mm -hmm. or what I did last year just to kind of step out of my comfort zone was I reached out to a lot of people that I follow on Instagram and asked them to be featured guests, and they said yes. So there's people Mm -hmm. that have been on my podcast that I've never even seen. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um, That's what I love about podcasting um to share stories you know just talking to your community and just vibing out with people just to see and get to know people's stories and what's popping um i really enjoyed you know um everything that you have going on i love your vibe your spirit um i feel like you know that's what i'm missing in yoga when i go to yoga it's usually like a i don't know like i haven't had a spiritual experience in Mm. yoga so i've kind of lost my faith in its mm-hmm. ability. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, I, uh, yeah. You know, 
And that's very common. That's very common. And that's why I'm so passionate about bringing yoga either reintroducing it like someone like yourself who'd stepped in and was like uh-uh yeah. and you know needs needs another invitation yeah because practitioners like myself yoga is not just a physical practice yoga is a lifestyle right. it's the way that I live right. you know it's where I'm rooted mm-hmm. that's where my my answers come from you know there's there's so much that comes with this lifestyle that really does require me to just live in a different way. Yeah. To show up in a different way. Right. And so to be able to come from that space, you know, you can't separate the spiritual element from yoga. Mm. You can't. So unfortunately, there are a lot of spaces that are selling yoga. Yeah. They're selling it. And in reality, yoga is meant to be offered as a gift. Mm. It's meant to be an energetic exchange. Mm. That's why I do a lot of work that's donation based. Mm. I do work that's just energy. This crystal was a gift from an instructor. I mean, from a student who couldn't pay for her lessons. But it's one of my favorite pieces and I wear it all the time and it's got such good vibes. But she came to class one day when I first started teaching and just left a little box on the edge of my mat. And the crystal was in there with a note that just said, thank you so much for sharing this practice with me. And, you know, I was like, that's why I do it. That's so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how can somebody take a class with you? You can take well right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how can they get a cord the poet has put her scarf on right now? Like, <laughs> but um but what if they want a private class, I do facilitate private virtual sessions anyway. So um you can DM me on Instagram at Keyshawn Rains or you can, you know, send me an email. And the classes are free donation based. The classes the classes the tied. The classes that are virtual are donation based, mm-hmm. so you can give what you can, and it's via cash app, via or... cash app, Venmo, PayPal, whatever. Not PayPal because they charge the fees, but um, right. cash app and Venmo are fine. The best way to reach me is through Instagram, and then I have a scheduler, you know, assistant who takes care of the schedule, and they'll plug you in and pick your time and go from there. All right, I'm yeah. gonna have to. We're gonna have to do like a dual live of us okay. doing like a session. Or oh, something. that would be so dope. Right? I love that. Yeah, that would be dope. Of you just reintroducing it to me. Yeah, and just, we're we're gonna do that for y'all. Yeah, so y'all can see what's going on and get to know Keyshawn, um, just a little bit better and um, some of the things that you have to offer. Thank you, this community. I appreciate you. you. It's it's my pleasure. I'm so yeah. grateful that it worked out and. I'm happy to be here, and I see the work that you're doing. You know, you come in very high regard from some friends that we have in common. So I was like, yes, well, I'm going to go see you today. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to LaShawn and, yeah. you know, the homies that we have oh, in common. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I, I see the work you're doing, and I honor the work you're doing. And I'm so grateful you. that you're continuing to stand firmly in your light and Thank your you. purpose. Thank and, you. you know, I wish you prosperity and bliss always. I receive that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show and shining some light and some love. Um, thank y'all for tuning in, but y'all really didn't have a choice this week because y'all quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pretend like we're quarantined every week and support um, your community. Thank you so much. You already know my name is Shelly Shelly. We've been with Keyshawn Rains today. Thank you so much again for coming out, and I'll catch you next week, and I love you for real. Peace out. What up, y'all? Love y'all. That was so much fun. All love, love. It's time to wrap this up. And I just want to say very sincerely, thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day. And I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now, in this moment, I see the light 
I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity, and the pure joy that shines within each of you. And I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.